0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Biden pledges immigration reform. Senators say USDA unfair to dairy farmers and ice cream exec indicted. Biden and Trump tangle on immigration in China. Joe Biden used the final presidential debate last night to reiterate his pledge to submit an immigration reform bill to Congress within his first 100 days in office. In an unusual admission, he also said that failing to get a bill passed while he was vice president was, quote, a mistake. It took too long to get it right. He said nothing about including reforms of the H-2A program for farm workers, saying only that he would seek to provide a path to legal status for illegal immigrants who are now in the country. Keep in mind, as a practical matter, it would be politically difficult to pass an immigration bill that legalizes undocumented Americans without addressing the needs of agriculture and other issues. Most of the immigration exchange focus on the migrant children who are separated from their parents, and President Donald Trump didn't lay out any second-term policy priorities. Trump instead hammered Biden for not getting legislation passed while he was vice president. He had eight years to do what he said he's going to do, Trump said. On trade, Biden and Trump also had a sharp exchange over China. Trump noted the $28 billion USDA has given farmers and trade assistance and insisted that the money had come from China. The money he's talking about is revenue from tariffs paid by U.S. importers of Chinese goods. Biden reiterated his pledge to get U.S. allies to put more pressure on China to end trade barriers. USDA pressed on CFAP2 and dairy cows. Fifteen senators, led by the top Democrats on the Agriculture and Appropriation Committees, are appealing to USDA to make the beef from cold dairy cows eligible for payment under the second round of Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. Under current rules, dairy producers are eligible for payment on their cows' milk, but not for cold cows, as was the case with the first round of CFAP. Cows that are no longer productive are typically set to slaughter with much of their meat going into ground beef. This change will affect the livestock industry and will be particularly harmful to dairy farmers who often operate at extremely tight margins, the senators say at a letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue. The decision is even more troubling considering that USDA clearly has sufficient resources to cover these losses. The Senators say USDA could calculate different payment rates for culled dairy cows and beef cattle. Now keep in mind, no Republicans signed the letter, led by Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow, the ranking member on ag, and Vermont's Pat Leahy, the ranking member on appropriations. Big Chinese soy and corn purchases continue. The latest weekly trade data from the USDA shows China continuing to make major purchases of U.S. soybeans, corn, cotton, and beef. Chinese importers snapped up 1.2 million metric tons of soybeans, 433,500 tons of corn, 64,700 bales of cotton, and 3,700 tons of beef from U.S. exporters in the week of October 9th to 15th. The cotton purchases were split into 47,500 bales for the 2021 marketing year and 17,200 bales for 2021-22. Fiscal exports of all four of the commodities were also strong for the second week of October. The U.S. shipped a whopping 1.96 million tons of soybeans, 364,000 tons of corn, 1,100 bales of cotton, and 2,000 tons of beef to China in the seven-day period. Ethanol industry pushing back on GOP senators. Biofuel groups are asking their allies in Congress to challenge a request EPA got from Capitol Hill that would effectively lower the ethanol usage mandate next year. On Wednesday, 15 GOP senators ask EPA to ensure the 2021 volumes would not exceed the E-10 blend wall, citing the pandemic-driven collapse in gasoline demand. COVID-19 is presenting challenges and difficulties for everyone, but nothing in the law allows EPA to waive the RFS based on external economic factors like COVID-19. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper told AgriPulse. Ice cream exec charged in listeria outbreak. The former president of Blue Bell Creameries has been indicted on charges of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud for allegedly trying to cover up listeria contamination in ice cream. The Justice Department says after Texas officials told Paul Cruz of the contamination in 2015, he allegedly orchestrated a scheme to deceive Blue Bell customers. Among the steps he allegedly took was to direct employees to remove potentially contaminated products from store freezers without telling the retailers. Retailers who ask why the products are removed were supposed to be told that it was because of an unspecified issue with a manufacturing machine department of justice says the company pleaded guilty and made to two counts of distributing adulterated food products EPA wants to ease restrictions on insecticide EPA is proposing exceptions to requirements for expanded 25-foot vegetative filter strips when applying pyrethroid insecticides near water. The changes are contained in interim registration review decisions released yesterday for 13 pyrethroids. Responding to concerns raised by the industry and USDA, the agency said application areas of 10 acres or less would qualify for 15-foot strips instead of the proposed 25-foot strips. Western irrigated agriculture would be exempt if a sediment control basin is present. The agency says small-scale operations, quote, may be disproportionately impacted by an expanded 25-foot VFS requirement. By the way, EPA released an interim decision for the herbicide paraquat that prohibits aerial application except for cotton desiccation. The decision also limits the maximum application rate for alfalfa to one pound of active ingredient per acre and requires enclosed cabs if the area treated at a 24-hour period is more than 80 acres. Here's today's He Said It. She dared hug me, and look what's happening to her that Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Lindsey Graham of South Carolina on the criticism from progressives that the panel's ranking member Dianne Feinstein of California has received for hugging him after the hearings for Supreme Court nominee Amy Corney Barnett. Graham suggested Democrats who resist court packing will face similar pushback. The committee voted 12 to nothing on Thursday to approve the nomination. Democrats boycotted the vote. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 23rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.